Before we get started, I want to talk about European soccer for a bit. On July 31st, you have the rare chance to check out huge European clubs on these shores. Um, Tottenham Hotspur are taking on AC Milan at US Bank Stadium, and it's going to be a pretty huge event. We kind of take for granted all the different kinds of soccer we can now watch in Minnesota. We've got MLS, we've got NPSL teams, and now we've got these big spectacles with the stars that we watch on TV. So I just want to say, go to 55.1 and check out the ads at the top of our page for tickets. So just click there and you can go to Ticketmaster and get tickets. If you have ad blocker on and you don't see them, then you're a bad human being. <laughs> so turn ad blocker off on 55.1. Uh, and, and yeah, it's going to be an amazing event. July 31st, Tottenham Hotspur versus AC Milan. We'll see you there. Hello and welcome to the 55.1 podcast. I am Wes Berdine and I am here with Eric and Rodrigo. Uh, Eric, I'll start with you. Hey man. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing, I'm doing really well. Rodrigo? I am great. Thank you so much for having us. We we started this off pre-gaming pre with uh, Pisco Sours. Yeah, you guys are a little bit better than I am in, those, in with, that regard. With, uh, you know, Pisco, <laughs> anyone who listened to this podcast, the Peruvian uh, national beverage, I, I, I guess is what you call it. Besides Inca-Cola, yes. Yeah. It would be closest um, thing, yeah. We found it at Thomas Liquors. I'm going to give them free advertisement right here. <laughs> I was going to say, Liquors yeah. In St. Paul, because they called me. They said, we're going to get it in. They called me. I went and picked it up. Uh, it was a week ago. It's Barso Pisco. The bottle's almost gone. Uh, and Pisco Sour is like this great new drink that I've I've been practicing my cocktails. So, um I'm glad you guys are both here. Alex is on involuntary uh, involuntary trivia night. I broke one of our uh, one of my B9, input boxes uh, last last week, but thankfully um the advertisement you heard at the top of the show is going to help buy me new inputs for my computer. So, <laughs> there we go. Sounds <laughs> um, good. Yes. So, we're going to talk about Minnesota United, obviously, as we do every week. Uh, we've also got some good, the bad, and the weird uh, coming up. And um, and we have a, a crap load of Twitter questions. So I'm gonna yeah. like I'm gonna keep everyone. You guys were active today on Twitter. My on Target, uh, even though the the Pisco will kind of uh, push push that. But uh, anyway, let's start off. Big quarters, hip hop band group, hip hop group from uh, Twin Cities. Hermanos, the brothers. Yep, and they are going to uh, start us off. You want me to tell you that story I told Wes? <laughs> you want me to tell you? All right. So I, uh, when we went back to Peru in 94, 95, my mom heard that you sold her apartment. So we stayed with my grandpa. Are you sweating? You look like no, you're... No, I'm okay. not sweating. No, we stayed with my grandpa. So my grandpa was like 70, 72, 70, when we 72, 75, and he was really hard of hearing. So he had like the big old like radio, old school radios. Now you have to like turn it up. So yeah. he was hard of hearing. So like at four o'clock in the morning, because he can't sleep, he cranked that thing to like max and like put his ear right next to it. My room was right next to him. So he, I would wake up, right? And then I'm just like you. I was raised to, you know, I was raised to, you know, take care of my elders, see what's going on. So I'd be like, hey, grandpa, what's going on? He's like, oh, I'm just awake, starting my day. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to go back to bed. No, it's like, you're going to start the day with me. I was like, all right, fine. What are we going to do for a whole year? <laughs> A shot of Pisco. 
started the whole day at Shadow. I'm still, I'm 1450. I'm still in school. So like I had to make sure that I brushed my teeth and I had something else to do so that it wouldn't smell when I went to school. It was, but that was the routine. Like I shot a piece of every day. Nice. There's days that there's there are days that I miss that man and days that I don't. Yeah. But that's one thing that he instilled in me. So there you go. Can I keep that? <laughs> <laughs> Para el abuelo, abuelito. Para papá Gerardo, yeah, sure. Back on the fifty-five-one podcast, uh, yeah. So it is. It's Pisco night here. Um, well, let's start with the good, the bad, and the weird. I think we just. Well, let's start with the good, the good. which is uh, FC St. Pauli. Uh, there's like a few of these like tiny teams around survived. the world that we talk about on this podcast. They survived. Uh, they won the pa- this past weekend. They're going to stay in the Bundesliga too, and next year come back, and they will they'll get promotion to Bundesliga. And again. here in the United States, shortly for their little yeah, tour, they're yeah, doing they're going to play in Detroit. And Detroit. Yep, yep. And so um, uh, the other news is that Coventry City are a team that have not finished in the top six of any league that they've been in since the 1970s. Mm. And this that that like stat does everyone think about? Yeah. So they've been relegated. Three times from the top flight, you know, they're now in League Two, but like they've just lived in purgatory where they've been relegated <laughs> in five decades, they've been relegated three times and just always finish between 17 or and six right. or whatever. Ouch. So here's, here's my question How does that equate to Peru not being in the World Cup for 36 years? Is that just about the same? Or uh, I mean, it's just a different level of purgatory. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Same purgatory. Yeah, yeah. So I feel you. Yeah. So uh, so our friend Steve Lilly, uh, who lots of people know, he's a great, great dude, longtime uh, Minnesota fan now. He is a boyhood Coventry City fan. They finished third, so outside of the automatic promotion places, but they are in the playoffs. So congratulations, Steve. It's like Coventry City is seriously the most godforsaken team on the planet. <laughs> but but good for you, Steve. You've hey, got you've got the moment. For you, Steve. And now he now he's Get talking it. about on Twitter about Get whether it. or not he well, can. Convince. Should we should we address that 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 question later on? Or yeah, I didn't write that question. I, that, oh, that well, the, pretty much. Anymore. I should I should ask uh, tell Steve to go ahead and read. There's a uh, there's a website called Remescla. In which uh, there's a story about uh, a husband telling his partner or wife oh, yeah. that he was going out to get cigarettes Cigarette. and ended up going flying out to, to Russia. Russia for the Confederates finals. <laughs> yeah, for the Confederates. So not trying to give any tips, not trying yeah. to do any of that stuff. Uh, I'm just putting that Steve. information yeah. out there for it to. Oh, it's so to, it's so well written. It's hysterical yeah. um, and so, true. So the the not good, bad, or weird, just a thing is that uh, New York Cosmos. They were allowed to play in the U.S. Open Cup by basically special papal dispensation. (laughs) Like, you know, you're allowed now. And then they go up against the Brooklyn Brooklyn Italians in the first round of the Open Cup. And they lose three to two. They have, like, (laughs) professional players and they're playing amateurs. And that happens, you know, it's not extremely rare that that happens. But um, uh, I, I like, there's some Cosmos fans out there who I think are great and I like. But also... There's Rock, a reason why there's a chant, Rock, right? Rocco there. Yeah, yeah. Rocco There's there. a reason why we yeah. have a chant, right? No, but there's there's some <laughs> badass supporters. They got some no, really yeah, good they do. They politically do. Uh, sound, I, I, I do like them. groups. And so that I, cool. that's why I didn't put it good, bad, or weird. Right. Just so it, it Just, exists. This happened. <laughs> Speaking of uh, the U.S. Open Cup, this weekend, Dakota Fusion play Duluth uh, FC uh, in the Open Cup. Basically, I, I don't 
I haven't been kind of assured of this, but it seems like if Duluth play their cards right, they'll get in this next round, probably play, maybe they'll play a USL team, and then they would get Minnesota, Minnesota. United if they can get yeah, through that. Um, so, but anyway, actually both, not just for Duluth, but both for Dakota. I don't really know anything about Dakota Fusion, so... Um, but that's cool. I mean, Open Cup is great. So if you live near Duluth, go see that this Saturday um, because, man, the Open Cup is so cool. Um, and, the you know, the rest of the NPSL North kicked off, well, NPSL North kicked off with one game this weekend with Minneapolis City uh, playing Sioux Falls Thunder. That was 2-2. But this this coming weekend, everyone else is in action. So we'll do a proper NPSL North uh Preview, uh, I haven't been able to. I've been, like, my head's underwater for, like, reasons that, like, will become publicly known hopefully soon. But I'm I'm doing the podcast. We're surviving here. And then hopefully we'll, we'll, hopefully we'll get to these other things and, and uh, I'll, I'll be more coherent. Um, but the, the last news before we talk about this, before we go to Minnesota United's game, the big trade for Minnesota United was... Eric Miller, Eric Miller and 50,000 50, in GAM, TAM, whatever. I, I forget the exact rule. I think it was all GAM. Rodrigo says, you're welcome. <laughs> um, <laughs> for like Sammy year. Nicholson and basically the 2018 international spot. We're also paying part of... Sammy Nicholson was making 280000 a year and... Uh, Eric was making eighty thousand, and I think we're paying a wow. hundred thousand of Sammy Nicholson's so or something like that. Then? Yeah, so basically, it comes out for this. Oh, for this year, I, I'm actually I don't now that I'm thinking about that. I'm not yeah, sure. We we're on the hook for a hundred, and then we just paid fifty. So yeah, well, but no, basically just salary. So basically, we are paying. It's as if we're paying Eric Miller. 20, double. Yeah, double. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that's just what that is. We got the fifty thousand gam though. Okay. So that that's good for us. So anyway, I know there's a lot of like Sam Nicholson fans out there who were kind of bummed about this. I feel like the three of us in this room are gonna lean a certain way. Everyone knows which way I lean, and I'll talk about that in a second. But I do think that there is like a legitimate you know, people liked watching Sammy run at players. I mean he was I, I he's I was, a young I wasn't player. aware he was that 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 popular with some with with some fans, but I I, I I can see it. You know, I can see it. He's 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 a decent player. He, he's fast. He's fast, and he he's got that grit. He he likes to like he likes to attack, right? Yeah. He likes to go. He likes to go forward, and so we we all, we all know we've said it in this podcast. He likes to dribble to as many people as he can. Yeah, cut right and take a shot. You, you just missed all of our hand motions. Yeah. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I and for me, for me, it weighs out this way. And I think after the game, now people see see this a bit. Like you get Eric Miller, who had this. Um, you know, we, I've interviewed him a couple times for the Dunord Football Show, and then uh, I think episode thirteen of Fifty Five One, uh, Jeff and I interviewed him. Um, I I think he's great. You know, he like in terms of like players who are to interview. We rarely do it because, frankly, most players are pretty boring eric is not he's a great guy to talk to he he likes talking about the game um i've also interviewed his fiance cassie Coleman. Mm-hmm. so they're they're great i'm i'm excited for that i also think that here's a guy who can play left back right back he's played center back as well um and he's a local guy yep 
He's also very solid at what he does. He's this not, is his fourth, fifth year in the league? Uh, Either one of the... Yeah, regardless, about, he's bringing that veteran yeah, experience. Yeah. I mean, that's, veteran, that's my yeah. point. And he's, he's played consistently in all of those years except for this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people saw the kind of he didn't play this year yet as like he was bad. But it's like a new coach comes in and that happens yeah, all the time. That was just a bad right? system I mean, for her to be playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah like so. he's not... Was it like know, a 3-5-2, right? Yeah, yeah and so. he's not a wing back. No. And he's a short center back. Right. So, you know, and... Also, yeah, he he needs to be in a in a four a kiwi a kiwi coach, you know. Right. I mean, that you, God knows. So I I I see this as the best, right? We can get attacking talent. Sammy had some good rough gem stuff that you could get there, but um, we have Alexi Gomez. Uh, we are going to sign more attacking players because. God knows, no one can get Manny off that wagon. Right. Yep. Well, anymore. More wingers. Like, more wingers. Ibarra's yeah. firing on all cylinders. Yeah, and too. so, so it's like it's perfect, right? You kind of offload this kind of uh, higher money uh, guy that you got. You get some money out of it, and you get someone who fills a need. Which literally every week on the show, we're talking about we need a fullback, and specifically you and me, Rodrigo. I've been on the Eric Miller because. We yeah, we have, that, yeah, because we knew he was available. Like, here's a guy who's available, and and he played like 80 minutes this game, right? About yeah, close yeah, to yeah, close yeah. to 80 minutes. And right? and what what we should say is that by by the accounts that that of people I've talked to, Minnesota was after him. Things didn't work out, and then suddenly Colorado comes back and says, "Yeah, but why don't you give us Sam Nicholson for him?" And that's why it came together. It wasn't right. like, I know I was interacting with this one guy who was like, yeah, but, you know, they they didn't want Miller and we only got, you know, this. We should have gotten more. And it's like, no, we wanted Miller. Like, we were in for him. The deal just didn't work out. Right. I, and, I just think that due to the, the flashes of potential that Alexi Gomez showed in the previous game, it made it easier to make that decision on a trade to pull the trigger to trade Sam Nicholson. Yeah. Now do now we'll figure out later down the road if that's that plays out for whom. But I mean, the, the thing that you get with Eric Miller is you is you get a defensive player who is very good at the basics, which is something that we are not strong at. Yeah. And so, uh, and what that creates too is it creates um, gives you opportunity for let's say a Calvo, and a Jerry to push up when you know mm-hmm. that you have a boxer who'll stay back and an Eric Wheeler that will. And, and with, so, so one thing is, um, I tweeted this out last week, but um, the, the guy on Twitter, Rapids Rabbi, when he was writing for the Colorado Rapids blog, uh, the SB Nation blog, he talked about um, what Eric Miller does for the team. And he actually is really good going forward. He contributed a lot of good crosses, assists, and things like that. Um, and so he does bring that. Um, we'll talk about it in the game, but I just wanted to talk about it news now. Yeah. But let's take a break. Can I do one quick thing? I was trying oh, to yeah. find it here, and, yeah. and I was having a hard time looking for it. But the maybe, maybe you cut this, Rodrigo. There was a uh, in the women's soccer league in Mexico, the MX Femenil. I think for just for a regular league game, they had an attendance of fifty thousand. Really? Yeah. No, I did not catch that. And I was a good catch. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm I'm like digging here in the feed trying to find it and. Which well, is which is just spectacular well, that well, women's game is growing so well. But there's well. there's also the other news that we found out about the Liga Femenina XL that they're exploring yeah. the oh, yeah, option yeah. of adding foreign players. foreign players, right? Which was a big deal at the beginning of the formation of the Liga Femenina MX because 
there were a lot of Mexican-American-born players who have played for the three national team that were not able to play in this league. So that not only opens the door for these players, but it also opens the doors for a lot of other different players if it happens, because it's all... It's all circumstantial yeah. right now. It's just in, in negotiations. But if it were to happen, it gives the the Liga Femenil MX, uh, I, I think, probably a bigger advantage that any to, other league has right now. To continue awesome. uh, badass women uh, talk, um, uh, the English Women's FA Cup happened this weekend. Mm. And it was uh, actually, I think... I think the Solbergs, who are Minnesota United fans, I think they were at that. I thought I saw it. It was Arsenal versus, was it Chelsea? I think it was Chelsea. And um, the head coach of Chelsea, Emma Hayes, is eight months pregnant with twins. Ooh. And she's wow. still, she's she's still, still did it. Yeah, that's I awesome. Mean, that's commitment. Like, yeah, eight months pregnant with twins, as my me and my wife know, yeah, is is uh, to term. So it's basically like could have had them on the side of it, and she'd still be like putting in <laughs> substitutes. So anyway, on that note, let's take a break and come back and talk about uh, Minnesota versus Vancouver. Back on the 55-1 podcast, uh, Minnesota United 1, Vancouver 0. This is the fourth win of the season for Minnesota. Um, They were at home to the um, decidedly not organic and definitely not GMO-friendly, or they were GMO-friendly, I guess, uh, uh, Vancouver Whitecaps. Those dudes are big dudes. Kendall Waston, every time I see that guy play, he's a, a very good defender. A great defender, but man, that guy like just eats other human beings <laughs> and potatoes. That's we should talk guy. about that later on in regards to Quintero. So yeah, oh man. Um, so this game, uh, I, I don't know where you guys want to start, but I will just I'll go through the events as I saw them, and you go guys you sure. guys break in. Um, Vancouver come out on this game on top. They were they they were pushing like. Uh, you know, they basically read, saw the tape, and they were like, "Oh, here's what we should do: attack right away, and then they'll give up a goal in the tenth minute." So, in the eighth minute, Bobby makes a save uh, from. It wasn't a, yeah, it was a good save, mediocre defending, not very good defending, and then in the ninth minute, the the immediate cross after that or corner after that, um, it, it was right at him, but it was still like. Unmarked. I think Boxall got pushed over. Um, well, that's when we're getting nervous too. It's at that moment where, yeah. here we go. Yeah, we're, this is the, this the is like we're waiting for. It. Copy, we're like, paste like, every yeah. week. Yeah. It's just uh, so. But then you know, on the other end, the then Minnesota start coming back. They wake up. They're like, oh, I forgot we were playing a soccer game today. <laughs> pretty and, much. Um, pretty much. Uh, Miguel takes his man on. And he goes and he beats the man to the byline, sends in a cross. He had three fantastic crosses this game. Um, you know, Toy is there uh, and, and doesn't, obviously, they don't score. But um, we haven't seen, so I want to, let's talk about Miguel for a minute. Sure. We haven't seen this Miguel since 
what was his year? What was the 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 Miguel year in NASL? Was that 2015? 20, 2015, yeah, 2015. Yeah, 2015 Miguel. And even then, as we said last week, uh, Miguel has like he was at a certain ceiling when he went to Liga MX, and I don't think he had, he was still growing as a player. This year we've said he's been good, but I think that he could be better. That's why I didn't want to say he was MVP yet. Um, but this kind of stuff is what people have, you know, his detractors have always been saying they want to see him do. And even if his fans are like, yes, take people on. He's never, he doesn't take people on the same way Sam Nicholson does, try to beat them on the dribble, but just be more just like blood, blood lusty or something yeah. like that. Um, and he was this game, uh, and this was just the first moment where you see him. And like, as I've said every week about Miguel, the dude is all about confidence, and he has it. Like right now, that dude could just like, do, he's just like doing like lines of coke or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> oh, no he is way. like, he like literally could fly, and then he's like, oh shit, I'm Batman. I'm not Superman. <laughs> Crap. So anyway, Batwing, Batwing. <laughs> um. The now he's on fire for sure. Yeah, and then and then uh, Alexi Gomez, who let's talk about him next because there's a few moments I want to talk about. Um, in the 34th minute, Alexi Mo- Gomez makes a, a great run, sends in a low cross to Toy. Toy, I think, should have been faster to get to the near post. He he kind of was a bit slow there. Um, and Toy snake bit that guy. He needs whatever whatever. Um, Spiritual juju everyone did on me and Calvo needs to be done on on Mason Toy and the goal, because uh, he just he bundles into him, but it just doesn't go in. Right, and I, I think that's 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 good, but I think Toy is a kind of forward that kind of plays be plays plays his back to the goal, so he's trying to set up players, and we saw that with that with that when he came in and he gave Miguel that one two yeah one two touch to where you get him to. To to get it forward and get that crossing for a goal, a couple of, a couple of games back. Yeah. So he's he's that type of forward where he's willing to set up players um, to be able to give him the opportunity to do that. Now, as a rookie, do I expect him to be uh, an Abu Dhabi scoring wise? No, but I, I prefer someone who who's willing to be able to set up his teammates the way it is because it creates the offense and it makes it extremely much more dangerous and faster. So yeah. that that was that was that was the good thing to see about him being able to be involved. In the attacking one third, specifically with the uh, you know less than two touches play forward that he was doing, I think that was that was really um, more of, of what he is able and capable of doing, and uh, what I would want him more to do. I mean, I think goals come, so hopefully he'll score a couple. You you really glass uh, half full with him. I thought he was pretty flat footed. I didn't. I didn't. No, I. I I see. It. I, I mean, I, I wasn't see. too was, impressed. Yeah, no, I, I, I get it, right? Like, I get it. He didn't. He's not. You know, a forward is not supposed to be doing nothing. But he's, you also have to look at the kind of, kind kind of player he, he he can be. Like when some when a when a player is able to set up other players to give him the opportunity to score. How is that a negative? Yeah, he he is doing. He you can see, he's even more raw than Abu was. Yeah, totally. Um, totally. In. But um. But he is at least playing a role where he's helping the rest of the offense click. You know, he, he's he'll he'll he has some good passes, sometimes clever passes. But Gomez, on the other hand, I thought yeah, I mean Gomez, yeah. yeah, no, he. It's just fun to see some attack coming from that side and some pressure and and you know not 
Miguel is still being Miguel, but man, he had some really good runs and some some good crosses. He made a few mistakes too, but yeah, it was just cool to see some some action on that side. Did you, I mean you want me to give my assessment? Let me turn my hat around. Let me finish the bottle of Pisco. Wow. Let me let, yeah. let me have a shot of more Pisco, and <laughs> yeah. then we'll talk. No, in, in all honesty, I think he 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 did a, a decent job. I think. Um, Gomez is, and as we, if, as anyone ever researched him or watched all the YouTube videos that he has on it, he's really good when he has space in front of him to be able to dr- drive out the defender, use his speed and try to try to go around or whatnot and make a cross or a shot. I think he um, he really plays in into really well with the attacking one third when he plays when when one of the things that that I've noticed since. Uh, the influence of Quintero and Gomez, and, and um, is that there is more of a less touches to move the ball forward. Mm-hmm. Where you, we're we're in this w- the the United the United we you were used to seeing is <clears throat> touch the ball forward, touch the ball back, move it to maybe move it to the left, move it to the right, push it forward, try to get it to a wing, move it back. This this new type of offense is is the is the one where it's one two touches move forward, which which Tori plays yeah. really well into, and more more vertical. Exactly, as, as it's more yeah, it's more yeah. vertical. It's more forward. We're attacking less touches. The the less touches that we have on those balls, specifically including Quintero, Gomez, Toy, uh, even and and Thison, uh and Miguel. If yeah. all those get involved in those quick, we move that ball fast yeah. and quickly. And now we have two fast wingers, right? We have Miguel Ibarra, who yep. is fit. Who can run for the ball, and now we have someone fast like um, Gomez that can you go down the left flank. So right. it gives us it gives us the opportunity to spread the field, but it also gives us the opportunity to be able to be fast on the attack, which is something that we have not seen in a while. So I think your your point about spreading the field too is that um, you know the the greatest moments of Gomez were. Um, were not necessarily even that speed, right? But it was right. But was sometimes wide. it was just like he was just very wide, and right, and and you know that means at times they're not as involved. But we have been Minnesota has often been for the last few years, uh, even before Heath, a very pretty narrow team. Right, right. In the we're attack, like center. Right? Miguel is playing as a left winger with a right foot, so he's an inverted winger coming in. You know, we we have lots of inverted wing- wingers. And now we have an actual left winger with a left foot mm-hmm. who's putting in crosses at the byline, right? And and crosses are low, uh, always like uh, low percentage um, uh, effective. But at the same time, it is nice to have that change. And right. this, this week, it was effective. Um, I thought Alexi Gomez, like you, I thought he was good. Uh, I did love that he had the same... Jose Leton, Yago, if you guys remember that guy. Mm-hmm. Every South American who, who I've seen come to MLS, young guy who's, who's, who obviously has technical st- skills, always is like, I'm going to tear these guys apart. Does like 13 step overs and then suddenly runs into some corn-fed Nebraskan. <laughs> and, it's just, and it's just hilarious because he did that a couple times. And, and even Quintero kind of does that a little bit where it's just like, Guys, take a lesson from Ibsen. Like Ibsen is doing some doing his like things, magical things. Yeah, but he's like, dancing with the ball. But um, but he he picks his moments to like nutmeg yeah, someone, yeah. you know, to 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 do magic around someone. Mm. Um, so 
Yeah. But I, I thought Gomez was, was good. Like Quintero, I'm like, I want my expectations low. I want these people to grow into, that's, you know, that's if they're producing now, then that's great. I want them to be firing on all cylinders by the end of the season for 2019. And so they're doing, both of them, I think, are ahead of schedule. Um, uh, I want to go to the, the second half. Sure. Uh, Minnesota... Yeah, in the 51st minute, Minnesota have a couple crosses that go in. Uh, they're actually attacking. Um, and then, you know, basically Mason Toy, the librarian, uh, like uh, Conan the librarian in uh, UHF, uh, elbows Kendall Waston in the stomach. It was stupid. Um, and he gets sent off. I, I was right coming away. back from getting getting the kids because the kids the kids were were with me that day. At least the two oldest, so we were there. And we were just getting back from getting food and then socializing with their friends who were at the game. And we come back, and uh, um, Isabella's godfather Nestor was there, and he's like, "He got a red car." And I was like, "Wait, what? Yeah, what happened? Was what was that quick? He was, was on the like, opposite end of the the pitch from from us." Yeah, we didn't see anything. And yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I was in that big, same area. Big so FU it. to the camera crew for like not giving us a single replay. They I mean, didn't. Nothing. That's like that's they're not supposed oh, to. Garbage. They're like that's it. But um, <laughs> it did look. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it very help, confusing. Right? It was very confusing. But I think like when I saw how quickly Mason Toy just moved off, like there was no complaints. I mean, there were people. You know, Calvo went up to the ref, but like. After well, I saw Calvo the, is the captain, he's one of the few people. Yeah, that and so to from, yeah. from the so. goal line angle, though, it looked very weak. I mean, I'd like to see it from a different angle, but I mean, it looked like it didn't that's, look that's serious. That's just at your comnable saying that. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> I'll take is that, that. Is that the Coca Cop? I mean, it, what's view, funny right? is I'm, that. I'm thinking about the uh, the. Um, uh, it was an elbow, and it was close to below the belt. You're not yeah. supposed to do that. And, and I'm thinking about the CCL uh, final where. Um, who was the player um, from Shivas who like just did the exact same thing, but even more just like extensive Full on on, uh, on Javinko, and it was just like, and the ref was right there, even closer than this ref, and just didn't call anything, not a foul or anything. Mm-hmm. And the the, it, the yellow team was the best at description. It's inconsistent. I I, I you know what I I thought. I thought the, the, this no, was... the no call on on the rip of uh, Quintero's jersey. I mean, oh, I'm not sure. I, I didn't see it either. You no, didn't see in that the second half, or yeah, no. When when Quintero got his yellow card, which was uh, mm. was that second half, right? I, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I didn't um, realize he got his jersey ripped there. Either. No, he he literally. The reason it was funny because we're sitting in in, in the section that we are, and the foul happened to him. And then as soon as he got up, I go, oh, man, he, he's going in for a yellow. Yeah. And he ran right to him, and he knocked him over, and he got a yellow card. I did notice that. It was and a then, and then, and then foul. The, and then the people in front of me turned around and said, that's a good call. Yeah. And I'm like, well, we saw it from like this because he, yeah. got, he, got, he got, I mean, and that's the thing. Quintero was, wasn't as effective as we've been spoiled to these last couple of games, but that was because he was going against mountains. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like whenever these mountains would turn at all, it would be an elbow to the face or something like that. Yeah. But in this case, his jersey was pulled when he was when he was when he was going for possession for the ball yeah. and it it literally it ripped half of his jersey off that he had to they had to they had he had to not, I don't know if he had to come off, but he had to get a new jersey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we, when that happened and there was a no call, 
he literally just ran nonstop and he just yeah just you got a new jersey guy. before he went before the end of the match what's that yeah yeah, yeah he got a new jersey like right away after he oh made i was just thinking because so. he he jumped into supporters and threw his jersey at us so i'm like yeah. man some kid got a ripped jersey yeah. we pissed no no, no <laughs> they, they switched it because like if you if you watched if you watch part of the replay when that happens like he's walking around and you can like see a the, piece seam, hanging. the seam on the on i think the right side of his jersey is all open huh, so yeah. it's like wearing like like a bed sheet. He was kind of wearing like a bed, just like a like a like, like a gown. It was just all open that way. So he he had a he had a reason to be upset for what that was happening, and that's what like I, my reference was to like the inconsistent call from the from the yellow team. It was just not as consistent as as it as it should have been. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I mean that's that's the MLS. You know, yeah. like you get what you get, and so you deal with it. So have a fit. Fifty fifty first minute. Then <laughs> you have a fit. After that, mm-hmm. Minnesota are down. A man, and that's when Vancouver start pushing forward a bit. Vancouver are, um, you know, for people who don't watch them much, they are four four two English direct. Like they are like the most traditional English style team yep. in the league. They copied that formation from FIFA eighteen, probably. Yep. yep. They don't. Uh, they don't possess the ball much, but they were starting to possess the ball because. Man up, uh, man you know, they, they're they a man up. If you're a man up, you should and, be possessing and so that's And so that's when they start coming out of their shell, right? They've got a chance to get three points on the road, right. which is precious, especially in, in, in the Western Conference. And, um, uh, you know, that's when Minnesota, they, they get this ball in the 59th minute. They're trying to play out. They're just like passing amongst themselves, but there's there's a lot of high pressure from Vancouver. The ball gets to Quintero. He turns at the mid and he just goes forward. And this is where you're talking about once you once you they can quickly go vertical then. Yep. And then it goes and it's not even like a like a speedy wingers, right? It was a counter, but it wasn't a particularly fast counter. No, but it was a it was it was a quick play. It was a yeah. quick play. Yeah, and it was just quick thinking and it gets yeah, out Go- to Gomez saw it too. I think yeah. that's where he took off right it away. Gets out to Gomez, who's got just acres of space at this point. Yep. Um he does a little bit of a, a shimmy and goes to the byline, which you know, if that was my defender, if it was my if I was a Vancouver fan, I'd be like it was very obvious what he was doing. Why didn't you get this? Right. And then Miguel Ibarra is making a run. Uh, you know, he's made also a like 60 yard run. Uh, and I think Levi's is the name of the, the fullback yep. there. Doesn't pick him up at all. And mm, where have we heard that before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then Miguel makes a, a pretty decent shot. There's a pretty good save. And then. Uh, you know, Kendall Waston is just standing there staring at the ball and Miguel just keeps running and he puts it in and yeah. boom, Batman gets his goal. We've been saying for weeks, the dude deserves a goal. He's been putting in this, this stuff and he gets the game winner. And and now he's MVP. Yeah. And was not on the uh, team of the week, even though Francisco Calvo was bizarrely, but that was, that was happens, interesting. Yeah. But what happens when you, no, but I, I think, press. I think, I think that's just <laughs> respect interesting in the aspect of, when Toy got that red card, in um, tactical or like a strategic point of view, um, who who do you want? You know, who can you do less without? You can do always do less without your forward, and that. Right. And so in that case, when he went out, you didn't really have to change anything in the midfield. You didn't have to change um, anything in, in in the back four. All you had to do is just not get the ball to Quintero. That was which is pretty much what. 
has been the formula of this last Paco yeah. games. Let him touch the ball, right? right. It's kind of like the mini Randy Moss ratio. Right? Make sure that he gets the ball. The he Randy can able to, to to create something and, and, and give you something something in return. And I think that was um, that was evident. But I think in that in uh, that was probably the best red card that the that the loons could have could have gotten. Taking out the forward and that would be able to take the person out and then giving giving Quintero free range to do to do what he wanted to do. I think in that in that uh scoring uh, scoring uh situation um is that is that quick play. If you look at it every time there's less than two touches on the ball and we're playing it forward, we are dangerous and we are successful. I think in that in that in that sense when uh Quintero had the ball, dribbled it up, saw that Gomez was wide on the left, quickly touched it out to him and then the rest the rest the rest we all saw on, on TV. Yeah. And then one of the things that you know a lot of Youth coaches teach is follow your shot, and that's what Miguel mm-hmm. specifically did. He just followed his shot and, and put it in, and now he's got to go. And hopefully, more coming down this. Yeah, it was so. a very Miguel goal because it just it was it, yes, it wasn't it was nothing just, pretty. It was yeah, just it was gritty, just hard work, and yeah. Um, uh, the the game from then on was uh, pretty well. Eventually, it started to turn. Pretty toward uh, Vancouver in the 70th minute. Jordi Reyna, he both he and Kai Kamara came on. Yeah, and it was, that da- was danger game. zone time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a big scary. 70th too. minute, uh, Reyna gets a, a long shot in. It crashes off the crossbar. That was a a, a warning. Yeah. 74th minute, uh, Calvo loses Kai Kamara. Uh, Kai Kamara, one of the best headers of the ball in the league. Uh, he's been injured a little bit. But he, just like there's no coverage, Kai Kamara missed. Uh, it was like wide, a free header, but, shot, but it, yeah. it was just like unreal. Well, this that that was with his foot, and then a minute later, I saw the header. Kamara gets a header. The header came like right at me by by <laughs> pushing, you know, doing the same thing that happened to to Calvo last week, right? Pushing off of him and getting a header. Again, he missed, but it was just like barely. I mean, it was just that, over that was the crossbar. Within two minutes, Calvo just like getting destroyed. Someone needs to tell Calvo. That he's a defensive midfielder, I, I I can't do it because you know. No, no, we don't. We don't there. want none of that. We we've yeah, went enough trouble. Know, I've, I've used enough long he, distance calls to be able to clear that up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So so let's not go down team. that road. But I I I think he's that, so talented, but he is not. That is not marking. He's terrible at marking, and you can't be a, a good center back and be terrible at marking. But in this case, Jerry didn't do that bad of marking for once. Jerry was specifically yeah. tasked with Alfonso Davies, yeah, who, right. um, who's got a, a lo- really long stride, so he can he can yeah, and he had a, and he had a couple good moments, but for the most part, Tison like yeah, he was he on kept him, him. And, and it wasn't that Tison was just like I'm going to stay back. He still got forward. Um, yeah, and I think specifically when he gets mixed in those overlapping runs, he's he's extremely effective. So I yeah. think I think. The way, at least, that we, we can see where Eric Miller can either go up or come down, and then Cabo can go up and stay up a little bit more. Yeah. It gives a little bit more of freedom to be able to be more more offensive-minded. I think uh, that might be one of the... But I, I, didn't, I didn't think it was one of Cabo's strongest games. I, I think it was one of his best games this season, but not the ones that's that we... That's a low you know. bar, sir. Yeah. So... Let me let me uh, throw out a couple names, and I want to give us uh, give responses. Bobby Shuttleworth obviously made a couple of saves we've talked about, but then eventually uh, Carter Manley comes on for Eric Miller uh, on the left. 
So it's a tough ask for Carter. And Breck Shea comes on. Uh, oh, man. Uh, and then that guy's tall, almost immediate, yeah. oh, tall and just like gangly. And he was hungry too. Like almost, he was going after almost it. immediately. Shea uh, takes that shot with his left yeah. foot, puts it in, and uh, curls it to the back post. And Bobby Shuttleworth gets a save, saves the game. Right. Um, he was the man of the match. Um, and then, uh, yeah. So there's that. But when he dove for the ball, like usually when the ball is going out. You want to in this case, you want to use your, your the one where you can have the more most reach with, but he went with the other one. He just like kind of, kind of curled into the ball, so, and just swatted it, and I thought that was like, I was like, that's crazy. I was like, I was like, you know, I was like, that's one of those crazy things that you that you see you're like you're not supposed to do, but at the same time, he pulled it off and it was great. There's we there's right a, there. a goalkeeping expert on Twitter named um, Bill Reno at Let's All Soccer, and he like. He's one of the best people to to read about talking about goalkeeping stuff. Um, Alex Schieferdecker kind of asked him about that. Like, is that was that good? What should he have done that? And he basically said, like, well, you can. There, here's the good reason why you would go with your right arm, your underarm. Mm-hmm. Here's the reason why you know you get more uh, power right. on, on your overarm the way Sh- Shuttleworth did it. You can obviously go quicker with your right arm underneath. Um, and so he said, you know, it's it's a wash, but obviously he got it. Yeah, we're you know, right. He, he got he did this. He was he was he, he got to the ball and was able to push it off. I mean, with when you go with the other arm, you run into the risk that it just you know yeah. you're just stopping the ball, deflecting the ball over, and still yeah. can go in. But he was able to put some power under that ball and, and hit it out, which was if if not another MLS save of the week. I don't I don't know what that is. So. I want to give a a, a a moment to Rasmus Schuler, who was also probably one of the best players of the game. I was going to say that was probably his best match of the um, season so far. Yeah, yeah best match we've ever seen him play. Um, I still don't know exactly why, right? Um, but it's just he was he, everywhere. His, he was everywhere. Yeah. His was tackles tackling. were good. Were he good. only had two. Oh my God, Ra- Rasmus tackles! Right, where it's just like. You were obviously late there. What are you doing, buddy? Here's an ankle. Um, yeah, yeah. But, it, but, it, but his passing. No, it was his passing was decent, good. He, really good. He was just there was precision. Yeah. So and and I think you know Ibsen again was was better than last week, but was again not quite uh, able to dictate things as specifically much. when he missed that open shot that he had. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. but, but that's that. As we've said on this podcast, if Ibsen could score goals, he would be. Best eleven in this league, but he, you know, I mean, I, mean, I just, I just want did, him to get to he that did last four, week, so. right? He, you know, we're halfway. I just, I just want to get to that four earlier than by the end of the season. I just don't want to be nervous. Um, and we're ask it of seeing if I'm right there. on that. But well, I'm so Kadiwaka. Um, any other? We, we went through a lot of the players here. Any anyone else we want to hit? You know, if this is the Schuler that we get the rest of the season. Then I think um, uh, Du Nord uh, made a point of it that you know if this is you know this is the shooter that we get then you know, most improved player I mm-hmm. I would agree but if yes. this is the shooter that we get the rest right. of the season if it's the previous two shooters I uh, definitely for me I know but I think no this matter is his best case this is his best game that we've seen him play ever yeah. no matter what we this team needs another central midfielder. Like no, I agree. Yeah. Starting uh, someone who is better than Ibsen and Schuler, so both of those guys should be. But anytime we add someone now, bring in the competition. It should be to, above, yeah. above what we have. Yeah. Um. So, uh, just a final thing. I think Miller 
was solid. I thought so too. I was, um, I was happy. Not much great. Not much bad. Actually, no, no bad. I mean, well, he did have some. There's some miscommunication between passes. him and Calvo and a couple of yeah. those headers where he yeah. they didn't decide who was going to go pressure football and who was going to go. Yeah. So what, I mean, but I, that, that works. That works itself out. It's more. It's more yeah. they play together. So and I wasn't I, too worried. About yeah, that. he basically showed up and played. 72 hours later what i liked about him is that he goes forward right so we had two fullbacks going forward which we did a little bit last year right that happened for a bit when birch was fit Mm. um we haven't had it in a while i I guess mears was doing it a little bit um so that was good and then the other thing is that he's really vocal um in helping organize the the back Mm -hmm. line which uh, I don't know if you know this about our back line, but goddamn, we need. Yeah. <laughs> so, we need organization. So I liked that. We need instruction. I was happy to see. I mean, he had at least two blocked. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if they weren't shots, but they were crosses or passes. And then he had a number of really good tackles. He, he, he It's just all like the the not so pretty stuff that he was just the really. Basic, yeah, know, the really basic, basic precise stuff. stuff. Yeah. And people around me were like, oh, what are you doing? Pass it, pass it. I'm like, man, he's like breaking up and killing the play. Like, that's yeah. exactly what yeah. we there's, need there's right now of, to get them to reset. Yeah. Everybody needs to take a breath. It's yeah. like, he's, he had a couple he's of doing what he's supposed to do. The ball. He's so, doing what he's supposed yeah, to that's do. Great. Yeah. And final, final note is that Quintero. Um, it wasn't uh, stellar this game, but once he became the the only forward there, I thought that he did a lot of thankless things, like chasing the ball down, getting the ball, holding it up, just wasting time. Uh, you know, as a five foot five target man, when you were playing as a single striker with no ten around you or anything, I thought he did a really good job. No, against yeah. the Gigantors. To, to help relieve pressure. Yeah, against the, the it was freaking, it was Fight Club the children for Kintero, of the corn. Totally. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was bad stuff, and I thought that it, he was very impressive in that role, and almost led to a you know he did get get us that that goal, but um almost led to a couple other pretty dangerous moments. Where, no, and I, and I you think, know there's yeah. four guys around him, and they're all basically like. <laughs> You know, Mongo. I mean, in, in, the, in the first in the first half, the the uh, mm. overrun by the, by the zone that he had either a, a chance to shoot or pass, and he ended up passing to the zone. I mean, like, yeah. Hopefully, more down the road, when he see when he gets those opportunities, he just shoots the ball. Yeah. Uh, but um, I think those are the things that 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 he brings into into the game. Yeah. I also thought it was really interesting uh, because um, that we had uh, two Peruvians playing at, at the same time. Uh, with Jordi Reyna and Alexi Gomez, uh, but but it was really interesting watching Reyna yell at Kamara uh, for uh, not being in the right position when he uh, made that cross for one of those where he totally missed it. And it was really interesting because we we were right there in that corner where it happened in the area, and he was just like literally yelling at this man who's probably two feet tall than him. It's a big dude, and he was just like he was just didn't know what to do with that kind of like you yeah. Know, which I assume was profanity yelling at him, yeah. and like, in, and so it was really interesting. But, but man, how would I love to have a Jordi Reyna on our team? <laughs> this guy's just glowing. Yeah, yeah. You, no, you, you must have been loving the idea of your two Peruvians. One Peruvian player did really well. One Peruvian didn't, and we had the one who did well. So. That is true. Woo. That is true. Uh, let's let's take a break. Well, actually, let's say this Wednesday. Uh, Minnesota is at LAFC. Oh, they traveled nice. without Ibsen. Ooh, boy. Um, How do you feel about that? Well, they resting. They did it just to rest him. I think, actually, it's great. Uh, I just want to say this about the game. Our goal should literally be 
destroy the game. Allow no passes. <laughs> do not pass the ball. Just just make it hell. Because we have no we will have no strikers. Quintero will play as a striker. Uh, Christian was brought, but if Heath plays Christian, that's dumb. Just don't play. Like, you're going to lose this game. Just lose it. Just play with five center backs. They're all traveled. Play with them all and just all stand in front of the goal and just, just like, foosball. Go, yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> I was like, say, jump up. Yeah, basically, uh, yeah. I mean, just I, play with that one attacker. You know, because they won't have Ibsen. They won't have any strikers. They'll just have Quintero. I mean, who are they going to put out there? God knows. Um, but how many but, times have they practiced to play with a five defensive back? I, I, I they won't. Know. They won't do any of the things I'm saying. Uh, but they, I think everyone in that team should know. They have San Jose on the weekend. San mm-hmm. Jose are really bad. They beat us at the beginning of the season. San Jose are really bad right now. We can get three points again at home. Lose to LAFC. Win what, Specifically because who did it just sign, right? Yeah. Who? Lee Wynn. So, oh right, right, um, and yeah. so he's only just getting set into his uh, in, into getting his legs back because I don't think he played too much or but, if at all with. But uh, Lee Wynn is like the sixth best player in that team, right? But still, Di- Diego Rossi, who Minnesota did try to sign, and God, that would have been amazing. Carlos Vela, in particular, Carlos Vela is Carlos be, Vela is probably. I'm yeah. having like you're I, salivating I, right now. We I'm can tell the, like we can a, tell like, the listeners you're salivating right now. Uh, pre I have like PTSD, but it's pre-trauma. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm like having moments because how many of our center backs is he gonna slice? You know, most and most most, uh, most uh, Mexican national team players, I just hate and I think they're garbage. Vela, oh my god, I love him and he's not garbage. So, ugh. Um, and then this headaches, weekend, yes, um, uh, San Jose at 1 p.m. and then uh, Minneapolis City has their first home game. Against uh, Med City, the Rochester team, uh, at 7 p.m. up in Osseo. So there's there's lots of soccer going on this week. But let's take a break and come back, and we've got a crap load of Twitter questions. Okay, here we go on the 55-1 podcast. We have so many questions from... Uh, from lots of you, so thank you for sending this along. Um, uh, we'll we'll skip a few just to, to make sure we don't go three hours. But uh, Max, Matt Axelson wants to hear wild speculation. Not a question, I realize, but just give me wild speculation. So someone give wild speculation. I don't care what it's about. I want to see Maximiliano, man. Maximiliano plays. I'm going to say Beyonce becomes president in 2020. <laughs> Uh, I think we signed two more Peruvians into the squad. Okay. Great. <laughs> um, Duluth Dreadnoughts SSC says, who's winning the NPSL North and why is it Duluth? I don't even know what a Duluth is. So do you guys understand this question? No, uh, no but let's go I, with Duluth. I do know what NPSL North is, and so it's going to be VSLT. Um, uh, Brandon DePillis says, I know it's early, but I'm giving a solid B for our recent acquisitions. Darwin and Alexi have been, have made us more aggressive on attack. Miller is a much needed defender. I'm liking what I'm seeing so far. I give some hand clap emojis. Agreed. Thumbs up, thumbs down. This leads me to the question. Is there something about the winter that means we cannot acquire players? (laughs) Like Mm. last season, we got Finley, we got Cronin, we got Birch, uh, you know, then they all got injured, but like 
we can make mid-season, and Nicholson as well, yep. we can make mid-season acquisitions. And then the winter comes, and <laughs> Manny and the team are like, like basically just drowning in eggnog or something like that. So I don't know. Yes, I agree with you, Brandon. I think that um, yeah, same. this trade this last week was a win-win for both teams. Uh, and and yeah, I think I think that... We didn't mention that Nicholson played too, straight up for Colorado. Yeah, yes, he did. And it was so weird because I watched part of the game and he was basically playing in, in the midfield as a central midfielder on the left, and then sometimes he would tuck in um, to, to cover the left back, left back, wing back area and go forward. Hmm. It was very weird. I, I didn't, I only watched like 20 minutes, so I didn't have a sense of like, what is this system? Because I also don't, five three or three five twos and, and those like, I'm less familiar with them, so I, hmm. I'm just out of my depth. So, um, Matt Axelson says, okay, question time. Over, under on the number of soccer bars, pubs within walking distance of Cloud City in the year one, year five. I'd say before that, uh, at least there will be one. Loaded question. Uh, at least within <laughs> two weeks. Um, <laughs> guy says, uh, this is at Wait, We guy. don't get to answer that question? What? <laughs> Do you have an over, under? Uh, two. At Guy T. Gardner says, does Adrian Heath leave before the end of the season or in the off-season? Uh, uh, I, I think he finishes. I mean, the assumption that he's going to leave is he's just here with us forever. Um, At least he finishes. He, I, I, I think, here's my, my um, thesis, guys. The Western Conference is bad. Right. There is Sporting Kansas City and LAFC. They're good teams. Uh, LAFC is going to come back down to earth because they only have 12 players. Sporting KC are always good, and they will be good. Portland will come better, but but there's so much mediocrity that I, I think legitimately Minnesota has a chance to make the playoffs. I n- would never have said that at the beginning of the season, but I think what's changed is that it doesn't take that much. Like Right now, we're at uh, in fourth in terms of points per game, and... You know, if we just keep winning at home and then get a little bit better. Yeah, it's got to crank out some ties. It won't take that much. It's just like a a very thin line between us being kind of as bad as I was predicting and getting playoffs. And it's just because... I think it's interesting because you, remember at the beginning of the season, you were like, I want to be able to be at the same range point-wise, but win bigger games. Mm -hmm. And I think... Now it's it, we see with the changes made, we see the possibility of be actually making forty plus points and make it into maybe the A spot or whatnot of the playoffs. So, so I mean, I think we have more upcoming moves coming, but uh, but we'll we'll see when that when that happens. But overall, I think I mean my my whole thing is I want us I want us to be able to from the beginning hit forty points plus and be able to see. How close can we can push for that last? I was just spot. thinking, like I think you're insinuating that if we do get that playoff, Heath stays and yes, here we and go. Get back to Heath is just. I don't think that we've gotten better yet. We have not. You know, we've got four wins. All of them were against teams that we should beat, frankly, um, and so we have not yet had a statement. Last year we did have two statements. 
Portland and uh, Sporting KC. Both were at home. Um, the the Montreal and Atlanta wins away. I, I guess you could say they were statements, um, but they were extremely lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, that's why I'm hesitant to say. I mean, that. this this Vancouver win felt like something. The fact that we could actually pull something but, off a man. Down. Vancouver are in a bad place right now. They're in a, right. That's so. And so, you know, if when we, you look if, at the table, if, the if table we beat LAFC better than where they are away, this, I don't know that if, would be if, a statement. If you read you know. the people who write for SB Nation for them, they they pretty much had this had this down for a for a win. Oh really? Yeah, oh. Minnesota? No, 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 no. Oh. Vancouver. Oh, Vancouver. Oh. A, well, I mean, you know, we can't all be geniuses like me, but um, <laughs> no, I'm I'm just saying. I, I'm uh, what I'm really saying is we we could do decently well this year and not even be that much better although i do think we are i think we're on a good trajectory i'm feeling good and i think then adrian he you can't fire him if if you get to the if you can see that yeah. that progression i still think that there's fundamental flaws there but that's also just don't like the dude so um let's let's move on to um Who's going to have a bigger... This is from uh, David Zeller. Who, who's going to have a bigger year, Quintero or Miller? Mm, Quintero. Is that a real question? Yeah, it's just Quintero. Come on, Zeller. <laughs> it's going to be Quintero. Miller's going to be good, but Miller is going to be a B player almost all the time, and that's what we want as a fullback. Right. So, uh, Leo Bickelhop says, To what extent do you think Heath tries to cut his losses, preserve legs during midweek road game in order to focus more on a winnable game on Saturday. Um, and then that goes, and then that he sounds says, like, like an Alex. And well, then he says, Schiefer can Decker. we, can we rotate? Yeah. And Schiefer Decker says, should Minnesota sack the midweek game this week? <laughs> I'm talking Pangop, Omsberg, Obs, Manly, Maxi, Martin. Tanking the game. Get everyone playing time, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, he says, get everyone playing time, play for a 0-0 draw, ensure the starters are healthy for Saturday with a golden chance for three points at home. Talk, Talk me, me out, out of this. So, I, so, so I, I, I want to see that lineup. Yeah, I, I think I think what's interesting why in this tweet the is the phrasing. He says, play for a 0-0 draw, not get a 0-0 draw. So uh, I think that's, I mean, it's crazy. And I'm not a fan of, like, tanking or you know having that but at at the same time i i, I we already i mean we're we're at, we're at an injury situation where like we don't really have that many more options so this is a possibility if you know it's, it's a possibility do i do i support it no i don't i mean i've i've been raised in the place where like you play you have a game you play right you figure out everything else you know it builds character as, as, as a Minnesota mm-hmm. thing, right? When winter, right? It builds character. Um, but um, it'd be a huge baptism by fire, though, for a lot of these guys too. Yeah, which... I mean, j- just throwing in different guys. I, I, most of these, most of these players, the Miguel's, the Alexi Gomez's, they can play three games in eight days. It's not ideal, but they can do it. They're you know. Um, right. I think you monitor Ibsen, the time. Ibsen, you 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 absolutely. I think it's great. Heath was like, yeah, Ibsen, you stay at home. Just go play some <laughs> Xbox or something, whatever the kids are playing with this. Did you see his Mickey Mouse shirt? Yes. They, they, had, <laughs> um, they tweeted, Minnesota United like tweets out the fashion of the players showing up. He's got <laughs> a Mickey Mouse shirt. Stupid Mickey Mouse shirt. Nice. God, so got, it, got it at the Disney store at the Mall yeah. of America. Yeah. Um, so I think, look, I, I literally think they left Ibsen. They brought on a guy named Craig who like does painting 
college paint college student painters or whatever, and like he's painting the bunker. Just bring him along, make a bunker. Uh, yeah, that's absolutely the plan. And um, and then maybe you get lucky, but hopefully you just lose two nothing. That that should be their goal: lose two nothing. Goal differential should be there. Yeah. Just, just like you don't want to throw these people on, lose five nothing, and then you're demoralized. Right, and, right. You know, that's true. Pangop's second time playing is, you know, maybe uh, pretty incredible. He might, if they he, could squeak he out might a surprise zero, you zero too. Zero. So that's knows. what I was saying. If they, yeah. if they could hold them, who knows? Uh, I, I just, and then fine. I'll just finish on this. United loons asks, I don't understand for the life of me why Harrison Heath is on the bench in front of Colin Warner. To you. No, because I'm not really doing the the newsy stuff anymore. I like I reached out to to some of the people, you know, Kyle Lyason writes for uh, Pro Soccer USA, and I asked him and and other people, and it seems like you know Colin's fit. It just seems like he's out of favor. I don't know what that means, um, but. Where have it, you heard that before, right? I, I, yeah, I don't know. Ibarra last year was yeah, a favor, I, but like, it's weird. I mean, maybe he's been bad in training, but hmm. you, I, I don't know. You'd I mean, think you would, you would want a, a defensive midfielder, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So, a little bit so I mean, I would love to see Colin Warner, Colin Martin, double Colin, uh, and um, and Schuler, and just you put them in the the midfield and just say like. Just Gandalf the Great, this right? Like, just none shall pass. Like, don't let them do anything. You should not pass. Yeah, just just like tackle everyone who like looks like they want the ball, even referees, whatever, ball kids, and um, and then you've got Alexi Gomez and Ibarra, right? Right. And you ball just have, squirts you just out. have Quintero, right? And they go. It's the same thing as when we were a man down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just just give have it to Quintero, Quintero do this. let him create two we'll two get, touch break. We'll get one. One or two moments that game, and then hopefully, uh, hopefully, you know, the LAFC is built on skill. And if you just destroy the middle of the field enough, then the skill can't get through. They'll put in crosses or, or and, just or just take out Mela, right? Just take him out, right? Yeah, yeah. literally. That's what I was box say, of, like, send box of, Schuller, send the ball out there. Schuler can do like an Eastern Promises thing, <laughs> like uh, <laughs> naked attack, na- naked murder in the uh, in the the sauna or the Russian baths. Uh, yeah, I think that basically just kill the game, kill Carlos. Be the, uh, like one uh, Brazilian league match with like the what was it like the seven reds and twelve yellows or whatever. Do it. That's it. That's our game plan. That's uh, that's the fifty five one podcast uh, for everyone. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Uh, um, Rodrigo, thank you. Um, uh, you are now famous. Apparently, uh, you keep meeting people who are like, "You're the Rodrigo." Well, the no, guy. The, the thing so, is, is just podcast a, guy. There's this thing with my with my kids who they they always make the argument that I'm famous, and I always make the argument that I'm not. This past game didn't help at all. So, yeah. so, so. anyway, Eric. Uh, um, you are famous. You were on TV, right? I was on TV. I, well, yeah. I, not that I knew about it at the moment, but after post match, yeah, yeah, apparently so. so uh, Should we mention the side project that's coming up here? Yes, 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 yes. yes yeah, yes. we're gonna have a FM call in radio show, guys. The Minnesota football show is gonna start maybe in a couple weeks. Stay tuned, but you can follow at MN Football Show on Twitter. And more information will be coming soon. The three ball F U T B O. That's right. Yeah. So we'll be covering. There'll be a little bit of overlap here too, but we're really going to get into the World Cup and other leagues. And 
Yeah, it's going to be fun. And it'll be fun. Uh, call in. Yeah, so like, you can yell at us and correct us and, and party with us, basically. Basically, just Carl Craig calling, calling oh. you up. And- <laughs> we're, we're, he's coming in. Yeah, yeah, he's coming yeah. in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so do check that out. Yeah, there, there will be stuff. And, and there will be like some, during the World Cup, but there will be like a crossover and just like daily stuff coming out. Yeah, right? there'll be opportunities. So. Many opportunities to. So yeah, go check it out. MN Football Show on uh, on uh, Twitter. Um, thanks everyone. We'll talk to you soon, guys. Bye.